Attention everyone, this is an emergency broadcast. The unpleasant noise you are about to hear coming from your radio is not a mistake. Please do not turn off your radio, but turn up the volume on your receiver as high as it can go so that you can make the sound we broadcast as loud as possible. The monsters will now start attacking Tokyo. You may wish to deny it, but your eyes tell you it's true. Sound. I'll turn up the sound so you can hear the monsters dueling to the death. Welcome to episode 180 of the Kaiju Cast, a podcast 100% dedicated to Godzilla and all of his rubber-suited foes. My name is Kyle, and this is the third episode for July 2016, and our Daikaiju discussion episode for Troll Hunter. It's like our first time not doing a Japanese or Asian film for this stuff, so... Yeah. Or, you know, or an American Godzilla movie, I guess. But that voice you just heard is Rachel Cook. Welcome. Thank you. And also, Brian is back! Hi! How's I mean, it going? not like I'm less excited anyway. Oh, yeah. Man, I feel burn. Sick burn. Yeah. Okay, so the sick burn back on Brian is that you've been here so many more yeah. times. Yeah, because I'm awesome. It's because I'm better than you. The awesome level. Brian, welcome back, man. I don't know yeah. when the last time you were here was, but... Too long. So long ago that uh, we determined it was before Lady Khan and I went to Japan, and uh, so he was like, whoa, you have a bunch of new stuff. <laughs> so how you been, man? I've been good. I've been really good. Nice, nice. So are you looking forward to Troll Hunter tonight? I am very much looking forward to Troll Hunter. Okay, so uh, we are not going to do an intro song. We're just going to go right into the discussion. So once again, class, it is time for our Daikaiju discussion. Every month, the Kaiju Cast takes a look at one particular film from the giant monster landscape and tasks the listeners with submitting their thoughts, questions, and reviews for the following discussion episode. This episode marks the first of our expanded discussion. We are now looking beyond the borders of Japan and the Far East to dissect movies from around the world that have a significant tie or took inspiration from the Japanese giant monster genre. And uh, we're also mixing things up a little bit because we're going to just watch the movie right now and then we'll come back with some details about the film and the discussion. So we just got finished watching Troll Hunter. Um, now, I will say that there is a limited amount of information about this production as far as uh, what I was able to look up. Yeah. But 
Uh, shall I try and pronounce Norwegian names? <laughs> Please yes. do. Right, I'm curious. Give this a shot. <laughs> the name of the movie in its native tongue is Trolljegeren. Okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, obviously released as Troll Hunter here in English, and it's a Norwegian found footage film. It was written and directed by Andre Olredal, and um, the budget for this, if I'm doing this correctly, it said that online, you know, because the internet is true with everything, it said online that the budget was less than 20,000 Norwegian kron, or krone, I don't know, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, which is approximately $2.4 million in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So not a very big budget movie yeah, at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's sort of like the hallmark of a found footage film is mm-hmm. like, hey, we don't have to spend a lot of money on this because it's just, you know, shooting from the perspectives and we don't need to light everything crazy and stuff like that. So, uh, yes, $2.4 million monster movie from Norway. Apparently, um, the troll hunter, Otto, and the plant supervisor, Knut, Knut, <laughs> and the Polish bear supplier, Robert, and uh, Finn, the troll hunter's boss, were all played by Norwegian comedians. Oh, like, cool. like nice. big, I guess yeah. big time Norwegian comedians. I so. read that. That's funny. Huh. I wanted to look up their videos and see if there's any that are subtitled that you can get a sense of it because the the main the troll hunter, he's not a funny guy in the movie. You know, obviously he's played very seriously. Dead so pan. Crazy that he's a <laughs> popular comedian. It is crazy. And I don't know, I mean, I I would love to watch a little Norwegian comedy, but this is sort of really touches on why I'm uncomfortable about covering this film. It's like, you know, we talk about Rodan from 1956, and I know a whole bunch about Rodan. Yeah. But when you talk about The Troll Hunter, something that came out in 2010 from Norway, and the relation here is that it's a loosely kaiju-esque film I mean, there's a lot of similarities between this and Cloverfield, yes. right? Oh, yeah. But this is not my forte, you know what I mean? So I'm not like, I'm not as confident that I'm going to be able to produce a good discussion on this movie. <laughs> so uh, hopefully this works because we got a lot more movies like this coming in the next months. Yeah. Um, so first and foremost, this was actually only the second time I had seen this film what about you, Brian? I think this is the third time I've seen it. Okay. Yeah. And Rachel? I'm thinking second for me Okay, as well. Now, Lady Kyle is not in here with us, but she watched it for the first time. Uh, she didn't leave the room, so that's that's actually a really good <laughs> sign. <laughs> yeah. uh, sometimes what will happen is we'll start watching a movie, and she's like, I'm not into this, or I, <laughs> I don't want to watch this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and then she just like, walks out, which is okay. But you know, t- as far as my viewing of this movie goes, the first time I ever saw it, I think somebody, maybe it was Jeff, mentioned it. Or maybe this was definitely while I was doing the podcast. So somebody may have mentioned it. Oh, you got to check this out. And then I found it online and watched it, and I was blown away. It doesn't hold up for me as much as it did the – I mean, the effects and everything, they do look a little bit dated Mm -hmm. now that we're six years away from the film. And I feel like overall it's still good and still really enjoyable, but – not having that sort of like fresh feel to it, like where, oh, I've never seen this before. It sort of kind of takes away the shine a little bit. What do you yeah. think? Uh, yeah, definitely when you've already seen it, it, it tends to drag just a little bit because uh, I feel like 
watching it multiple times, I, I kind of just want them to get to it, but I think it does still hold up. I think the effects really work because of the found footage vibe. Mm-hmm. So for me, I think it, it still really holds up. It definitely has that kind of like lower budget feel, but really, I mean, really good. Really so when good. you, fir- when did you first see it? We saw it when it was on Netflix, right? I think so. I think yeah, that's how we watched it the Netflix first time. Point, yeah. yeah. So it was like 2011 or 12 or so. So, but yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd heard about it and I really, really wanted to see it. And uh, I think the formula for the movie actually the is really close to kaiju stuff, you know, like hunting the trolls and doing the tests on it. Uh, I, I love that kind of, uh, I love when they do like real, um, science kind of science work. Meets monster. Exactly. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like testing it for rabies and that kind of stuff that appears so often in the kaiju movies we love that they, they try to give it a real scientific angle and stuff. So I felt that the formula for this movie was definitely in the same ballpark. So absolutely. So Rachel, this might've been your second time watching it. What were your thoughts when you saw it first? Um, I remember just really being blown away. I think I had really low expectations for it. Um, just thinking, oh, this will just be kind of a corny monster flick. Like I'm not really, you know, it's not like I've ever been like, oh, I'm really into trolls. I don't know. I just, <laughs> it's, it's you not didn't like have the fuzzy head trolls. Uh, right. That you I, I did have some of those, but it still was, you know, I don't, it's a different element, I'd say, of troll or different. Different, maybe different race of troll than these <laughs> yeah, trolls. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Might be a yeah. different breed. You never know. Yeah. But um, something that was appealing, knowing that it was from Norway, was that I ha- I am Norwegian. I have a lot of Nor- Norwegian parts of me. So Get out of the yeah. fjord. Yeah. Actually, I think that's Swedish. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but, uh, but yeah, so I was just like, oh, cool. Like, I... I can be related to trolls. Who knows? Um, it's your people. <laughs> that seems right. It's my people. Oh. Yeah. oh, but um, I am attracted to guys with multiple heads. So yeah, it's a That's thing weird. in the movie. The, I think the, the, Brian, you the just trolls grow additional. It. Yeah, the trolls grow additional heads to attract females. Yeah, it, yeah, or I, to scare off other males or something. They say the something in there. They'll eventually so. turn into heads. Oh god. <laughs> Hopefully I'll get there. Oh no! Oh no! Um, But uh, but yeah. So that was something that I was kind of like, oh, that's a nice little plus to it. Um, But I was thinking watching watching this um, for a second time. I think I was even more impressed by the the effects simply for the reason that I just watched Jurassic Park again recently, like a few days ago. Yeah, and oh boy. Those effects of the CGI effects specifically, yeah, not the, the practical effects are phenomenal in yeah. that, but the CGI is so bad in Jurassic Park that seeing this where most of it's CGI is awesome. I thought it looked fantastic. So, and I know it has, you know, it's more recent of a film, but, well, um, but I was really, really impressed. with like focus and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Troll Hunter that you it, because it's supposed to be like, this was real footage, you know, right. so that whole thing where you're like, you get people who are trying to adjust to a situation as it's happening, as opposed to the cinematic vibe. Yes. Yeah. I can see, I can see that, but this movie, like the effects were great, Mm -hmm. but they're not 
great. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're still yeah. good. The, I think some of the best ones were like the mountain troll or whatever that big gigantic, the biggest troll mm-hmm. we saw was. Yeah. Like that oh was, yeah, that, that one was, was awesome. Really, really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love the look of that one. I thought he was great, and I thought the fuzzy guys were really cute. Where there's the herd of them that were in the mine. Oh yeah. Like I like the look of those, and they reminded me kind of of a uh, dark crystal. <laughs> Yeah, um, sure. I yeah, see that a little, little bit. bit. Yeah. They you know, kinda, I think they kind of have like a the waddle. And, they yeah, reminded the they me walk. of the uh, who are the bad guys from the Fraggle Rock show? Oh, oh <laughs> totally. Okay, that's what they remind me. Oh, yeah. uh, yeah, I don't remember I don't what, what they're called, mean. but yes, definitely. So I think that it brought a little nostalgia for me. Just mom, definitely. look, I caught a question. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that that was. Um, I like those guys a lot, but overall, I, any sort of monster design, I think they did a really good job on all of the trolls. Yeah, um, I like how there were lots of different kinds for yeah. us to see, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, that was, that was fun. That and was I lo- definitely I, I one loved, of the highlights for me, yeah. I loved Hans's neuroticism of, you know, he has the tails in his trailer, like he's obsessed, oh, yeah. but he's also, like, broken. He's like, I'm tired of this job. I'm done. <laughs> you know, I, I don't care if the truth comes out. But I think that that sells it in a big bad way. I love that. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the, the whatever the what they call it the um, smell stuff, oh, the troll, like, troll stench, yeah. troll stench. Yeah. Seeing oh, the his, thing his that he was holding, yeah, and all that yeah, stuff in in the trailer. Oh, it looks so gross. Oh, they sold awesome. it so well for it to just. <laughs> I felt like I could smell it. Like it was just yeah, so gross and it's perfect. And when the um, turns out the cameraman's a Christian and he's rubbing it all over himself mm-hmm. like crazy and. That was that was well done. I that was the that was actually good. that that was one of the parts that bothered me the the most seeing it a second time because the first time I saw that I was like, oh, genius! It's so good. Oh, yeah. God. I think the first time I saw it, I didn't pay attention to the whole like, uh, are you Christian? You know, mm-hmm. they said it right. like two or three times before it became a became an issue. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? So for me, that was one of the things where it didn't hold up, but I loved it so much. The first time I saw it, I was kind of hoping that lady Kyle would like gleefully make <laughs> sounds in the back of the, yeah. the back of the room. Yeah. But, um, so for, uh, for let's go ahead and start in on what you did and what you didn't like. What was your favorite thing about this movie? Um, I, I'm going to go with the troll design. I, I think that, and I know that's a common thing for most movies. I, it's the design of the monsters that really draws me in. Um, but I thought that was just so awesome. I, I love the variety and they did such a good job with the way they had their hair and kind of gnarliness. Like, um, I watched a video earlier today, um, that it was really quick. I think the video only lasted a couple minutes. Um, where it kind of shows some of the way they created the design within like the effects sequence of like it's polygons and then adding like vegetation to it and then adding hair and different textures. And it was kind of cool to see the layers of textures that they put on it and watching the film or just a little bit ago. I really liked how that you could just see so much detail. I thought that was really cool. It was awesome. Brian, what were your favorite aspects of Troll Hunter? Definitely Hans. Uh, I love that character that knows everything. He's cool as a cucumber. Uh, you know, he can handle any situation very much like Quint. I was going to ask. 
ask if it was like <laughs> if you saw him as the, the oh, troll hunter version of Quint. For sure. Uh, and I, I love that character. And I also think it does, from a storytelling uh, perspective, it sells the reality of these fantastic situations mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. such a big way that you take it kind of for granted, you know? Uh, it's, it is such an effective storytelling tool to have someone there that's like, no, there's rules, and if you don't follow them, you're going to die. But he doesn't sit there and he doesn't give you expository dialogue of like, there's this and there's this and there's this. You know, he just shows up with a bucket like, oh, this is a Christian guy's blood. Like, <laughs> you know, it's, never feed them after midnight. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's he. It's it's very cool. It's that's my favorite aspect of that. And that that type of character when it pops up in, you know, literature or movies or whatever, I am drawn to that character so much so i i loved him he really made me love the movie in fact that is the moment that i loved the movie the first time i saw it was when he comes out in the suit the of armor, armor. Yeah, oh, yeah. I love and he's that. like i hate this gear and he's got the giant syringe in his hand yeah. i was like as i was watching it the first time i was like oh i think i love this now <laughs> like <laughs> i was already enjoying it but i was like oh boy i think this is going to be really good so i was gonna say when you mentioned how Hans sold it for you. Like I would say the setup before you meet Hans yeah, and then the bit right after it, because it's like everybody thinks he's a bear poacher or mm-hmm. some, they don't know what's going on, but they don't like him. And then seeing the, the bear actual hunters, the yeah. paid hunters, like say like this bear is not from this area. This mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense. And then once you find out what the deal is, I was like, ah, that is so it's rad. Good. Like a, yeah. a cool way of like making the government sort of like cover things up. <laughs> yeah. Even <laughs> the little feet things. Yes. Oh, yes. And when, so what's the one guy, Thomas or something that um, he's going, he points out to like the reporters that showed up at that one scene. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, look, it's these feet. It looks like he's walking <laughs> yeah. with what his feet backwards. Crossing his legs. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. That was so great. Good. Yeah, it, I thought the humor was really good because it was subtle. It yeah. wasn't like in your face, like ah, I'm mugging to the camera kind of humor. Oh, yeah. It was totally yeah. like very, very dry kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And I liked mm-hmm. that a lot. And I like that in movies generally. Like, um, you know, when you're talking about Godzilla movies, because we should probably talk a little bit about Godzilla movies while we're, <laughs> we're talking about this. You know, the stuff that I like is when the humor is in the story. It's in the plot. It's mm-hmm. not the fact that like, uh, you know, like later in the movies, like some of the older 70s films, there were weird sound effects and, you know, yeah, yeah. I don't want to say mugging to the camera, but there was a little they're, bit of that going on. They're definitely shooting for a different audience. Definitely. Yeah. So that's the kind of humor that I like. And I was really happy that it was here mm-hmm. in Troll Hunter like that, too. I think my favorite aspect of the film is that setup, that whole premise I will say, however, that also sort of becomes the problem for me in these found footage films is that the premise is really – once the premise is out and you've got it, generally there's not much of a story, not mm-hmm. much of a plot going on. It definitely doesn't have your standard sort of like uh, three – Three-act structure. Three-act structure, yeah. yeah. I was going to say the story arc, but this, yeah, your story arc doesn't have the three acts. And so I, it's it's like I – like you said – when it's slow after you've seen it, it's kind of painfully slow in a little bit, but you know, once you get those, once you get the action getting back on screen, then you're back into the story. I like it. Yeah. I think that's just, uh, one of the, you know, weaknesses of found footage. Uh, if you look back at a Blair witch or Cloverfield, once you've seen it the first time and you know what's going on, 
it does kind of drag in those moments, especially Cloverfield. Really, that's that's probably the biggest negative of Cloverfield is the the it the dragging through those scenes with the people, and you do not get that here. I really enjoy these characters. And, oh, that's cool. That's yeah. cool. I haven't seen Cloverfield in a really long time. So yeah. It'll be kind of cool to to cross reference that once sure. we. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. now that we've seen Troll Hunter, I I I when people don't know and they're not big kaiju fans. I say that Troll Hunter is basically Cloverfield without any of the bad elements. So. <laughs> I think that people are more tolerable in Troll Hunter than oh, Cloverfield. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Now there was an. Now we watched the. I bought the Blu-ray for this. Mm-hmm. It was like you know, literally came in last week, and we opened it up today, popped it in for the first time. So I'd only seen it on you know on Netflix and mm-hmm. so forth, and um, I noticed there is an English dub. Oh on no way! The, really? On the I was actually wow. really tempted to to fire that up because a lady Kyle hadn't seen it yet, mm-hmm. and B I hadn't seen the dub, mm-hmm. and you know the whole thing about subtitles. I love subtitles because you get to hear the original performance, you get to see the original performance, and it's. But then the problem is that it's up to you to actually do that sort of translation. Sure. You have to be yeah. able to see what's happening in the frame and read those subtitles at the same time. And mm-hmm. a found footage film, just like this one, I thank God there wasn't anything that caused a problem really, but like I can imagine somebody going like, look over here. Yet at the same oh, yeah. time, you have to read this subtitle and, and still get what's going on in the frame for that particular sentence or whatever. Yeah. There's definitely moments of dialogue that I noticed wasn't subtitled where someone would be talking while someone else was saying something and they would subtitle the main person. There is some chatter that we definitely miss, but I mean, I, I I watch a lot of, a lot of movies in general. Yeah. We're used to that. Yeah. Yeah. Very much used to subtitled (laughs) movies where it's like, I have to assume what these background people are saying. So I thought they had a lot of great kind of typical Kaiju scene um, elements to it where that like one part was seeing the um, the troll's hand come up on the bridge when he's mm. grabbing around like right after Hans had thrown the Christian blood around and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And he's like pounding his hand up there. It, that totally felt like a kaiju movie to me. Okay. Um, of just like I actually thought of um, it's a newer one, of course, uh, the Godzilla 2014, when the Muto has his arm that comes up out of that kind of hole in the ground oh, or whatever yeah, yeah, he was sort of like that cliff. The, the pod. Yeah. 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 But I know there's definitely ones in other Godzilla movies too. And scenes like that. Um, and then just, of course, any shot when you're looking at the trolls from like inside a car or from, you know, inside the cabin, that feels so, you know, like a Godzilla film. Oh, yeah. Um, especially especially when they're in the car and the gigantic, they're trying to get in front of the gigantic yes. troll at the oh, end. Oh, yes. Right? In like, between the legs yeah, and everything. That was so cool. Coming down. Mm-hmm. It was like almost like a kaiju film. And at the same time, almost like Empire Strikes Back with the ad app. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Big time. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. So the, that was the bridge great. scene you were just mentioning, I always felt that I, I'm a big Gargantuous fan. War of the Gargantuas. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even feel like I have to say that, but just in case someone's listening that doesn't know what that is, but <laughs> I'm sure everyone listening knows what War of the Gargantuas is. But when uh, the arm is up on the bridge and everything, I can't help but think of, uh, you know, the green Gargantua eating poultry and, you know, all that kind oh of stuff. Yeah, yeah yeah totally that yeah. first troll with the three heads when he popped out of the trees yeah very yeah. much reminded me of Frankenstein conquers the world that actually shot where the car like he steps in front of the car yeah 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 
And even the bright lights that they're using, and when he has the light on top of his car, it feels like Baser Taint a little sure, bit. Sure, a little sure, bit, right? Sure. You know, yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. big disc light kind of, you know? the Definitely, big, yeah. Well, yeah. It is like so. a unique weapon technology, which we get in a lot of Godzilla films. Of right. like, we've designed this weapon to kill him. Like, they don't focus on that, that in this movie, but they do mention, like, he's basically got an arsenal of tanning lights, which is really mm-hmm. funny. Like, <laughs> yeah. he's lugging around this big thing like it would be a gun, but... You know, for most of the movie, it's a big floodlight that he turns on. Yeah. I think that's really genius. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, I, I I do love this movie. So, what were some of the things we didn't like about Troll Hunter? I think it does drag somewhat at times. Having seen it on a second watch, I think rewatchability, I guess, is kind of a challenge that we've kind of discussed. And really, considering it, knowing the fact that it was a bunch of comedians in the film. I could have gone for more humor. Like, I think they did a good job with having some subtle humor in there, but I think they could have even made it a little bit more funny. So, I want to know if anybody was tricked by this film. Oh, yeah. When I was on Google earlier, just pulling up any information I could find about Troll Hunter, and like you said, there's not a ton out there, but just (laughs) typing in Troll Hunter, one of the, um, you know, it brings up the list of what other people have searched. And one of them is, is troll hunter for real? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> uh, you take that for granted. But when in 99, when Blair Witch came out, that was the discussion all summer long. Oh yeah. Was it, that movie premiered at Sundance and then finally got released that summer. And everyone was saying like, is that legitimate? Cause that nothing mm-hmm. like that had ever happened. And we'll probably will never happen again where we actually believe that kind of thing is real. But the Blair Witch Project came out at a really important time for that film because it was before absolute saturation of the Internet before social media. So you still had the whole like it's the first viral film. Yeah. Yeah. You essentially had like this crazy grassroots movement. Mm -hmm. The same kind of thing that you saw in like uh, several years earlier. Oh, no, it was a little bit later, actually. My bad, because I think Blair Witch Project came out in probably 99, 99, 98 or 99. So it's right around the same time that the Japanese horror stuff really kicked in. And you got like uh, Ring and and Juon and stuff like that. Yeah. So like, I don't know if you guys remember this, but there were the Ring videotapes that were being circulated. Oh, yeah, Mm -hmm. that's right. I had forgotten about that. I'm talking about when they came to America. So like the American production companies put like these they leave a freaking videotape yeah. on a on a park bench or something yeah. like that yeah. you know that was part of their viral marketing campaign and yeah the stuff that we get now is still cool but that was that was cool as hell that, and they're breaking ground it's unique because they are you know like with the Blair Witch they made up this whole mythology and they even ran a special on sci-fi channel that was like you know this is a real documentary about the Blair Witch so um it, it, yeah, didn't wasn't there a companion yeah. documentary about the actual Blair Witch? As itself? if it were an yes. urban legend, yeah, yes. that aired on TV. So <laughs> you know, it, it's a shame now that we're so far past that moment that these found footage movies, like you'll never for a second believe. Like, well, I guess some people do because some, some do, yeah. But, you yeah. know, I guess as a as a film nerd, I I know that trick now. So I think that's why found footage gets a bad reputation. Which I guess is kind of my negative uh, complaint is that found footage inherently kind of has that um, lack of cinematic flair, I it, guess. A found like, footage film, generally speaking, will yeah. never be 
Godzilla 1954, you know what I mean? Or or King Kong 1933, or Lawrence of Arabia. You know, I'm just saying that it's not going to have that same story arc that's, you know, unless they've orchestrated it to have that. Like, I want to say that I think Cloverfield kind of does have that a little bit because it's a little little more of a conclusion at the end. But like, this absolutely feels like, whoop. Footage is over, guys. Yeah, like, yeah. movie done. <laughs> and, yeah, and I don't mean to be negative about all found footage movies. Like, I enjoyed Cloverfield. I enjoyed this movie. But that, that I guess that would be my one complaint is that found footage inherently is is a genre that I'm not a huge fan of. But oh, I not, don't think you're alone in that, man. Yeah. I think a lot of people say that one of the negative aspects of found footage movies is that the films have that shaky cam and it makes yeah, people yeah, sick. People hate that. You know, mm-hmm. I've never gotten sick from a found footage movie. Watch me say that now. And then the next one, I watch <laughs> you just yourself. Yeah. everywhere. But yeah. Uh, yeah, the found footage movies in general, I haven't seen that many. Yeah, I haven't either. I mean, I've, I've mm-hmm. mentioned the few that I've really seen a lot. I, I guess I've, I've any that I've seen, I've probably forgotten over the years. So, yeah, well, I like, um, I literally just looked it up, so I'm not pulling these out of the top of my head. I'm not that smart, you guys. But uh, <laughs> so Blair Witch Project obviously it was '99, mm-hmm. Cloverfield 2008, but listed on Google here, Cannibal Holocaust from 1979. Oh, interesting, interesting. Wow. Uh, obviously, Troll Hunters on here, Paranormal Activity. I've yeah. never oh, actually right. seen that. I've I haven't seen, seen it that. either. Yeah. Chronicle. Have you seen that? No, no I have. That's Chron- the superhero one, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's actually kind of good. Ooh, Chronicles. Good uh, Chronicles a little more like. Um, uh, man, I actually don't know what to uh, relate it to, but it's a little bit more of a more of a story yeah. than than uh, these other ones. Also, on here is a movie that I love, and if you like horror movies, the first one is fantastic. The second one is also really good. I haven't seen the third one or beyond, but Wreck. Have you seen Wreck? Oh, like no. REC? Yeah. Yeah. I've, uh, it's based on Quarantine, right? No, or Quarantine is the remake of Wreck. Okay, there you go. Yeah, so the, the Quarantine's the American remake of Wreck, which, have you seen that? No. Okay, good. Don't watch that, just watch Wreck. Sure. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, another really good found footage movie. Yeah, I knew they were related, but I didn't know. Yeah, some of the found footage movies, I feel like, you know, like Troll Hunter is kind of like that. You know, these kids are supposed to be... In college, so they're using good equipment. Yes. Yeah. Whereas Cloverfield, the dude is just using a, a, a handy cam, hand you know. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> so, like, so with something like Wreck, in that the premise of that is that it's a as a news crew mm-hmm. that are out for filming uh, some stuff. I'm not going to spoil it for anybody, but they're out filming some stuff, and awesome things happen. But oh, nice, awesome, scary things happen. Anyway, uh, I think my biggest negative aspect of this film is is the dragging. And I, I mean, I really enjoyed troll hunter. In fact, I think I, when I saw it, I was like, you guys, this movie is so awesome. You gotta <laughs> check it out to a whole bunch of people. Uh, I know I brought it to camp slaughter one year. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. Has this director done anything else kind of genre related? I looked up his stuff on the IMDB, which if people don't know this, IMDB is great for movies in general. Um, and, but it's best for American films, and uh, it unfortunately does not do very well for foreign films. I would say they it try. does very bad. They for try foreign for movies. foreign films. <laughs> um, so, just in terms of what IMDb has on their website, Andre Oredal. I don't know how to say that. 
He has done seven movies, or no, he has done just four movies, and two of them were shorts. So really, he hasn't done very much. Oh, interesting. And as far as things that you would know, I have never heard of any of these. Future Murder. Customer Support. Troll Hunter. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. I've heard that one. <laughs> well, I would definitely check out uh, you know, his other film film or films, uh, because I, uh, on the strength of this one movie, I, I think that... Uh, that's a lot of promise for a director to have. It's it's a very cool idea. You know, he has a film that is in production right now that I was looking up that has um, the guy that played Nathan in Misfits, the the British oh, one. Oh, sure. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. He has him in something. Sheehan is his name. What's his name? Yeah. Um, Michael. But, oh. uh, I'm curious about that one. Yeah. I, I love that actor. It's about a Misfits. guy that has, he gets like powers. He It's called something like um, Immortal or... Or, or maybe he's, it's, I don't remember what it's called, but the gut, the character is immortal. People listening maybe. to this have looked it up on the internet. I and know. I know. <laughs> I looked it up earlier and I, that's of course not in my notes or anything. If, if you're into superhero stuff, I highly recommend Misfits, the British TV show. That's very cool. Side note. That's the actor she's talking the, about. The so. remake of it in America is Heroes. If you're familiar. No, I don't think Isn't that, it? Isn't that a remake? That's not a remake. I don't know. Oh. It's a similar idea. It's kind of like similar? Oh, reality-based superhero kind oh, of stuff. Oh, okay. But. I've had a lot of people tell me if I like Misfits, I should watch Heroes because I thought it was a remake, but I guess- It's similar. But, maybe that's yeah. they said it was like it. I see. I honestly do not know the dates on Heroes or Misfits, but uh, I'm pretty sure that Misfits is newer. Anyway, so let's just move into our final thoughts. Rachel- uh, After seeing this twice, where does this sit with you? Would you show it to a kaiju newbie? Do you like well, this movie? I Yeah, I would show it to a kaiju newbie. I think that it's a fun film really for anyone. I think that it's interesting and just kind of different, and it, but it's not so obscure that it would not appeal to somebody um, that hasn't seen a kaiju film. Um, but I also don't know that it's the greatest entry point into kaiju films sure, sure, because it's that. so different um but but i think that it's it's just a fun wacky movie that's a good time and um and definitely really great on the first watch i think that it, it's harder to rewatch, but um but it's still enjoyable all right what about you brian yeah, I, I, it's one of the highest recommended movies I can think of in the last handful of years for me. I uh, Even if someone's not into monster movies, if they're just a film nerd, I tell them you got to see it. It's very cool. Oh, really? Yeah. It's, okay, that's I, cool. I really dig it. I, I actually think it's my third favorite monster movie of the last 10 or so years, and that would be behind Pacific Rim. That was probably my favorite monster movie of the last 10 or so years, and The Host which would be number oh, two. Oh, yeah. But the number three monster movie for me is Troll Hunter. So. What's number four? King mm-hmm. Kong? Peter Jackson's maybe, King Kong? Maybe Cloverfield. I did maybe not Cloverfield. like Peter Jackson's King Kong okay. all that much. I didn't hate it, but uh, for me, that's it. that is a big shrugging of shoulders where I'm like, why? So, <laughs> and, and why two and a half hours? But still, I mean, totally watchable movie. And There were deleted scenes in Troll Hunter. We could watch those if you wanted. I, I would definitely check those out. I would That's check them out, too. I would say, hey, let's stop the recording and let's do it now, but let's get this <laughs> over with. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, for my th- final thoughts, really, I love Troll Hunter. It's a great film. It's, uh, it's uh, again, it's in terms of found footage, it's probably, 
I think I like it better than Cloverfield. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and uh, there was something I wanted to bring up that I forgot to do until just now. I have heard people say that Japanese, like the Showa era Japanese films, the kaiju films, it was very easy for them to sort of swallow that there are these giant monsters that lived in Japan because you're already filming in a foreign area, right? I wonder if anybody is confused about the realism of Troll Hunter because it is a foreign film. Yeah. Whereas if you watched Cloverfield, some, you know, jackhole America is going to be like, well, oh, man, I ain't never heard of no monster attack in New York City. But like, <laughs> you can't go, oh, man, that troll, trolls don't really exist in Norway or do they? That's you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I want, like, I hope that that's why people are confused or they might think it's real because that would be awesome. That that's would be great. great. Yeah. yeah. Overall, I would not show this to a kaiju newbie. I would definitely maybe just show it to somebody as a regular film, like you yeah, said. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, if somebody had said like, oh, what? I love these Godzilla movies. Did anybody else make giant monster movies? I would absolutely point to Troll Hunter for a recommendation. Yes. Now, that's going to do it for our discussion here. We do have some homework sent in by the listeners, and Brian and Rachel are going to get a break, and I'm going to read that right now. This was Mike Keller's first time watching Troll Hunter, and he's decided that he likes it more than some people he's related to, which isn't saying much because he really hates some of his relatives. As a found footage film, he thinks it's better than both The Blair Witch Project and Cloverfield, simply because he didn't get seasick watching it. He was also impressed with the scenery. He was surprised at how beautiful Norway is. He just imagined a snowy wasteland, which apparently some of it is, but there's also a lot of lush vegetation, mountains, and scenic lakes. And Norway gets tornadoes? Who knew? Mike thinks it's a good film, not a great one, and good is good enough for him. If he could change one thing, it would probably be the design of the trolls. Humanoid monsters never appealed to him. Then again, even the worst of the trolls looked better than the giants in BFG, and that's a big-budget Spielberg Hollywood film. He likes the look of the Mountain Kings most of all, which reminded him of escapees from Where the Wild Things Are. Also, female and baby trolls were mentioned in the dialogue, but we never got to see them. And Mike had to laugh when it was revealed that one of the troll types was known as Tosser Lad. Anyone familiar with British slang will get a giggle with that. One nice homage to classic fairy tales was placing three billy goats on top of a bridge. Actually, <laughs> I think a couple of people mentioned that. We noticed that it wasn't the actually three goats. It was two sheep and a goat. <gasps> what? Anyway, uh, of course, it also shows that the tale in question is pretty ridiculous, as it must have been a pretty weak troll who couldn't handle a few goats. Mike has to wonder about Hans. He started off so secretive about his work, but after he agrees to let the film crew shoot everything, he makes the serious faux pas of discussing troll hunting openly over breakfast in a crowded restaurant. Okay, Mike is going to have to get into a few spoilers now, so if you haven't seen Troll Hunter yet, just pretend that a Nickelback song just started on the radio and cover your ears for the next two minutes. One thing Mike found inconsistent was that the movie wanted to have it both ways. They tried to present the trolls as real animals and gave scientific reasons for things, such as turning into stone from sunlight, and yet they threw in the thing about smelling Christian blood, which can only work in a realm of fantasy. What is scientifically different about a Christian's blood than everyone else's? Also, the whole Thomas had rabies thing didn't go anywhere, but it was a surprise. Mike assumed that Thomas would turn into a troll himself, a la a werewolf fight. He likes the twist that they put on it, 
but wishes that they would have done something with it. And at the end, it's revealed that the film crew were teenagers. He's not buying it. Mike is pretty sure that the very last scene is using footage from an actual press conference, but he's too busy getting ready for G-Fest to research it. Oops, too late. Mike watched the video while writing this and found out he was right. Go him. Also, Mike likes the closing song and is also too busy to find out what that was, but he does request that Kyle find it and play it during the show. All right, you got it, dude. Luke thought Troll Hunter was a fun movie. It definitely takes the storybooks and stories that you hear when you're a child and puts them into a whole new perspective. Hans, the troll hunter, was a fun character from the weapons he used, having to fill out paperwork for each troll he had killed, and the stories that he would tell, especially about the intelligence of the trolls, including the one that tried to eat his own tail. Overall, Luke thinks this film would be great for anyone, even if you're not a kaiju fan. Michael Deke writes in and says, Now the time has come to talk of trolls, not of the toy variety, nor PewDiePie, but the hairy, Pinocchio-nosed, butt-scratching behemoths of Troll Hunter. For a found footage film, this one is surprisingly as good as The Blair Witch Project and Cloverfield, with a believable and relatable cast of characters. Most notable of these characters was Hans, who shares many similarities to Quint from Jaws as they are both scarred from the past, and it's those emotional scars which perpetuates them. However, unlike Quint and more like Big Man Japan, Hans treats his adventure of troll hunting as just a mundane job that he wishes he could retire from. As for the trolls themselves, the effects that bring them to life are pretty good. But Michael does have to mention that the bears in this movie look incredibly fake. There's a slight intimidation factor as the trolls are shown in complete darkness and you only get a good look at them when the characters flip on the night vision. And the scenery also helps because as beautiful as it looks in daylight, it's equally haunting at night. In fact, one of the characters possibly refers to a painting that was discussed in Michael's British Classics class during his second semester at Mercyhurst. The only downside of this movie is the fact that the Norwegian government was able to keep the existence of kaiju-sized trolls a secret. Two days before writing this review, Michael just finished watching Ultraman Nexus and thinks it had much more of a practical way of covering up the existence of giant monsters more than this film did. Overall... Michael gives Troll Hunter a 4.5 out of 5 stars, and it does justice to two genres that are constantly getting trolled. He's looking at you, Siskel and Ebert. This was the first time Chris watched Troll Hunter, and he enjoyed it quite a lot. Both the cast and the trolls were great, and the overall filming was cool. The trolls looked real, as well as creepy. Chris would have loved to see the Troll Hunter on the big screen. Huge monsters of any genre are awesome, and he was happy to see this film. Adam writes in to say that Troll Hunter is a found footage monster flick, kind of like a mashup of the genre's two best-known movies. You've got the Blair Witch Project's student filmmakers, a lot of backstory and lore to delve into, and a fiercely independent streak. And you're also looking at gigantic CGI creatures and large-scale destruction straight out of Cloverfield's playbook. Adam will go ahead and rattle off a quick checklist of everything Troll Hunter pulls off well. Even though Trollhunter's first three-headed CG beastie looks a little cartoonish and ridiculous, the creature designs get more eerie and menacing as the movie breezes along. This isn't one of those micro-budget genre films where people are always talking about a monster, but you only get to see it in a quick blink-and-oops-you-missed-it kind of flash. A lot of the visual effects work here looks incredible. And Trollhunter wants you to see it too. Trollhunter does work on some level as a kind of shaky cam travelogue. The location shots are greatly varied and absolutely breathtaking, making Troll Hunter feel big and expansive, 
Even when there aren't any computer-generated monsters stomping around the frame, Otto is completely convincing as a grizzled, ass-kicking troll hunter, and a lot of Adam's favorite scenes in the movie don't have any visual effects wizardry at all. It's just Hans rattling off how those fairy tales about trolls mesh with reality. What doesn't work so well? Trollhunter definitely makes the right decision in keeping the focus on Hans since he's the most compelling character in the movie, but that leaves the three college kids fading into the background. As likable as the actors are, none of them really have a chance to develop personalities that really beam through, and one is so thinly sketched that when he winds up mangled and lifeless in a troll siege, his death hardly registers and his friends don't seem to be affected by it at all. Adam feels the pacing, as a whole, tends to be kind of leisurely, and there are far too many scenes bogged down by repetitive dialogue or the camera being aimed out the window for eight... <laughs> for the eight quadrillionth time. There are also some plot points that are underdeveloped and never really go anywhere. One of the trolls chomps into Thomas fairly early on, and the troll hunter makes it a point to keep his wounds fresh in the audience's mind, as if that's going to be critical later on. Nope. Never amounts to really anything. There's a running subplot about a government agent who heads up the Covert Troll Security Service, someone whose job relies on keeping the existence of trolls a secret, and he occasionally mentions how he's going to snatch the footage these kids are shooting. Never comes across as a credible threat, and nothing ever really comes of it. Well, actually, I mean, the ending of the film, that's where they, they're getting grabbed by the government officials there. But anyway, like uh, Adam continues to say... There are a bunch of really great ideas scattered throughout Troll Hunter, but it's as if the movie kind of forgets to do anything with them and just moves on to whatever new shiny thing grabs its attention later on. Even with all those missteps and hiccups along the way, Troll Hunter still manages to be a lot of fun, and the Scandinavian backdrop, cacklingly witty sense of humor, and eagerness to show off the visual effects work set it apart from a bunch of the other found footage horror flicks out there. Imperfect, yeah but still very much recommended. When Tito noticed that this month's Daikaiju discussion homework was Troll Hunter, he was pretty excited. After watching it for the first time back in high school, he liked it so much that he started a new tradition to watch it every year. He always liked the found footage aspect of the film and appreciated the pseudoscience that they used to give a more realistic aspect to it. It does a better job of showing the characters' natural responses to everything that happens and makes them more believable. It also really adds to the Jotnar scene at the end to actually be in the car with everybody as they try and keep up with the literally mountainous creature. Tito heard recently through the digital grapevine that they were considering a sequel, and while he'd like to see what they do to expand the Troll Hunter universe, he's not sure what they could do considering how well it wrapped up. Tito's only real problem was with the crew seeming to be a little old to be teenagers, as mentioned in the end. Anybody want some gravel? One of the things Ben enjoyed best about this movie was the scene where they have the troll's blood sample tested. He likes it when the supernatural world is viewed through a scientific lens. And so he enjoyed things like them explaining the troll's evolutionary history and the reason why their bodies are harmed by ultraviolet radiation. It's all still very fictional at the end of the day, but it worked well with the found footage nature to the film and really added to the reality of it all. This was Robin's second time watching Troll Hunter, and one of those extremely rare occasions where he manages to get his girlfriend to tag along for the KaijuCast homework experience. Here are some of their thoughts on the movie. First off, they love the idea behind the film. It's so cool that they managed to weave in old folklore into modern times, especially with something as fairy tale y and uncool as trolls. 
Also, the nature in the movie is so gorgeous and honestly one of Robin's favorite things about the film. It's great to see a Scandinavian movie that isn't kitchen sink realism or stale old police drama. We need more genre films over here. His girlfriend pointed out that the CGI for the trolls looked kind of weak, something Robin didn't catch on his first round of watching it but could see this time around. And halfway into the movie, she started getting restless, hoping for it to be over soon. She did, however, enjoy the giant troll at the end of the film, and the biggest sell for her was the troll hunter himself and his dead seriousness about what he did for a living. Robin enjoyed that as well, and thought that they did a pretty good job in selling the movie as something real with the aid of authentic-sounding interviews of the people they encountered along the troll hunting journey. He wishes they'd cranked it up just a few more notches with the real stuff, but maybe that would have killed the playfulness of the film. The sprinkles of fairy tale Easter eggs were also a really nice touch, from trying to soothe the first troll with singing to the billy goats on the bridge. Robin's biggest gripe, however, with the film was how quickly they replaced their cameraman and just went about their business after he died in the cave. It also took him out of the movie a little every time the troll hunter managed to pull out some new bulky gadget from his arsenal. Robin felt there should have been no room to store all those things in his car, especially since it was jam-packed with film students and their recording gear. Seeing as how they were watching it with the kaiju cast in mind, his thoughts wandered a little comparing it to kaiju films and he thinks it could have worked just as well in a Japanese folklore context. Playing up the trolls like something ever-present throughout human history doesn't feel that far from the Guardian Beast motif of GMK or Revenge of Iris. I am also going to add there that there's a very significant correlation. Trolls can be very similar, especially what we saw in the movie, to what I would imagine Oni represent in Japan. Oni are the big ogre-like demons with the big blue skin or the red skin. They've got a giant club. Anyway, they're sort of like yokai adjacent, so I really enjoy seeing Oni things. So that was what I was thinking. It's like, I could totally see a Japanese version. I would absolutely watch a Japanese version of Troll Hunter where they replace the trolls with different kind of Oni. (laughs) Oh my God, that would be awesome. Great idea, Robin. Get on it, man. And finally, Diego wanted to add to what is sure to be a lot of positive comments about Troll Hunter. Great, fun film. The effects were good and, more importantly, effective. He liked that someone who lost a found footage story actually bought a camera with image stabilization. I think that uh, probably a lot of people enjoyed that aspect of the movie. Also, Hans is the most interesting man in the world. Diego truly enjoyed Troll Hunter. Thanks for adding it to the Daikaiju discussion list. Oh, yeah. So one thing I did want to mention about this movie, you know, this was obviously a Norwegian film. And uh, as with most awesome foreign films that have any kind of foothold here in America, of course, Hollywood is like, hey, we should remake that. And so there (laughs) is an American remake planned. um, But I haven't been able to find out much information about it. Yeah, I read a couple of articles um, of, well, one was that the director of the Norwegian one was being interviewed and he said it was an old article right after his movie came out where he said that um, his plans were he was really working on trying to sell the idea to Hollywood for a remake. Um, And he he was just focusing all of his attention on that because I think the interviewer was asking him if he was going to make a sequel and he said, well, his plan was to 
sell it to Hollywood. Um, and then Hollywood, they did buy the rights. I think it's CJ Productions or something like that. Well, I know the director is Bought Neil it. Marshall. Yeah. The, the, the director who is attached to the film at last article that I read, which I mm-hmm. think was from 2013 or 2014. Right. And then then I found an article from 2015 of them kind of asking what's going on. And Neil Marshall was working on he made he did a couple directed a couple episodes for Game of Thrones and he was doing a bunch of TV work. But he said that it it was still and they were still working on the Trollhunter remake that he never said that it was off the table or anything. But he said there is just other focuses right now. Yeah, I think that's actually the same Oh, did you read that one too? I maybe I don't know. See, the thing that I was going to say about the the articles, it's like one article was dated 2014, but it mm-hmm. had linked to an article like saying like so and so caught up with so and so, and when you click on that, it was from 2013. Kind of yeah. the problem with blog culture, yeah. in my opinion, is that there's there's no real um, accountability for time. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, it's, it's you know what? I'm I'm just going to digress for a second. Have you ever seen some old news article get reposted like it's news today? Like, yes. Like the extinct white rhino or something like that. Like, hey, hello, that or, happened like, like six years ago. Yeah. Or act, I think somebody did it in the kaiju community at some point about an actor dying. And was it Jeff? Did Jeff post it? It might have been Jeff that did it. Jeff, I think a couple of years ago, posted oh, yeah. about some somebody from Mothra dying. Yeah, and the, he was like, oh, this is so sad. Oh, no. And I think you pointed out, hey, I Jeff, did, yeah. I think this happened like two years ago. <laughs> Still like, yes, really sad. Very, very sad, Jeff, especially when it happened several years yeah. ago. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that, that happens so much now. Or just obviously... It's something that has been um, debunked, you know, sure, that sure. kind of stuff all the time. Well, so but. the the thing that I read, he said, uh, this is Neil Marshall, who, uh, you know, for the listeners out there that are also people who like movies, which I assume you are, he did Dog Soldiers, which I love that movie. He did Doomsday, which Lady Kyle really loves that movie. And he did The Descent, which I know a lot of people who love that film. So Mm -hmm. Neil Marshall was tapped to do the American remake. And what he said in this article, I think from 2013 or 14, said that these projects are very much alive. It's that thing where at some point something will click into place and it will happen. You just have to kind of stick with them as long as you can. And uh, he said he's very, very passionate about doing Troll Hunter and, oh, The Last Voyage of the Demeter, which is a uh, Dracula tale. Mm. Um, Cool. Anyway, so yeah, he says he's sticking with them, and fingers crossed that we'll see the remake. I'm not going to be upset if a remake doesn't happen. I don't yeah. think I need to see an American remake of Troll Hunter. I think it's pretty much good as is. You know what I mean? I agree. Exactly. All right. Well, there you go. Big thanks to everybody who sent in their homework. And uh, I'm sure you guys are all wondering what next month's movie is for our Daikaiju discussion. Oh, yeah. I do want to know. <laughs> And so you do might, listeners. You might want to actually reverse that statement oh, yeah. once you hear what it is. Oh. Uh, next month, we are watching the 1999 Korean remake of Yongari. Oh. <laughs> inspired by the American Godzilla film. That's awesome. The TriStar oh. picture. It's called Reptilian. Yeah. Now, huh. the, one of the things about doing this expanded Daikaiju discussions is now we're starting to get into movies I've never seen. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've never seen Reptilian. I've heard nothing but bad things. If you really, really want to send in your homework, 
watch this movie and send it in. <laughs> we need it by the 26th of August to be part of the Daikaiju discussion. That's another one I have to track down and buy because I don't own it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're welcome, everybody, right? <laughs> yeah. Actually, everybody should all be cursing the skies for this movie being made because now it's included in the discussion and now they have to go f- track it down too. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's going to be the, the movie for next month. And uh, like I said, get it in by the 26th. We don't really have a lot to cover in the rest of this episode. So I just wanted to bring up one specific news item. This is United Nations reporter Eric Carter with the news. The world is stunned to discover that prehistoric creatures exist in the 20th century. The armies have been alerted as we wait for more news from Japan. Uh, really, the only thing I wanted to talk about giant monster related, which is sort of a, a break from normal talk about giant monster news in this podcast, especially as of late, is that Shin Godzilla has come out in Japan. As we talked about in the last news episode, there's just so much stuff out there. So mm-hmm. many products you could buy. The theater exclusive stuff got like announced and posted and I posted it on the Facebook page and um, I'm limiting myself to two items if I can get them. But if I was able to go there, I would absolutely put the stuff in my, in my shopping bags <laughs> yeah, yeah. and like, pack up my suitcase with it. Oh, so much cool stuff. Anyway, if I haven't said this before... We are not going to be doing any spoilers about Shin Godzilla. So I'm not going to be posting any reviews from anybody else or doing any of that stuff because as far as I'm concerned, because I know it's coming to the United States, we are getting a release here in the in the States. I want to go in as fresh as possible. Mm-hmm. I don't want to know anything. I've already seen enough on the teaser trailers, like I was saying. Yeah. I just, yeah. Spoiler free. For me, is what I would say. When we see it, we see it. But hopefully we'll hear from Funimation when we're going to be able to get this in theaters here in the States. Because it sounds awesome. I mean, another Godzilla movie from Japan, that's what sounds awesome. I love the design. I can't wait to see what it looks like in, you know, on the big screen, whether that's in the theater or here at my house or wherever. Shin Godzilla is out and I'm looking forward to seeing it eventually. And once again, if you hear about it, I don't want to know. <laughs> don't want to know. I actually deleted Facebook off my phone. Oh, good. I deleted the Facebook app <laughs> off my phone. Nice. You know, I can still get to the website if I need to. But sure. anyway, uh, now there's really not much to talk about in terms of catastrophic events. I know there are probably going to be some signings coming up pretty soon. But for right now, the only thing I want to talk about is something I have not mentioned on the Kaiju cast yet. Um, I'll actually, I think I may have mentioned the the event itself, but not the KaijuCast version of it. Riff Tracks is taking on the 1961 Mothra film. You guys have some experience with Riff Tracks, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So I've never, I've never really sat down and watched one of their new presentations because it's obviously that some of the guys from Mystery Science Theater 3000. Mm-hmm. They're doing Mothra. I love, love, love the original Mothra. So I'm a little. I'm a little scared <laughs> of how they're going to treat it. I think there are two showings in Portland. We are actually going to do a KaijuCast get-together. We're going to all meet up Thursday, August 18th at the Regal Lloyd Center 10, and we're going to watch Mothra, the Rift Tracks version. And afterwards, I thought we'd, it'd be fun to go out and just go get some beers. So there's a McMinimins down the street. We're going to go head over there and 
maybe we'll record a little discussion or something. Sweet. I don't know. Sweet. Because uh, it's my first time seeing one of these things. Hopefully I don't leave that theater <laughs> angry at those people. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> we shall see. Uh, if you are interested in that, you should send me a message on Facebook, either through the Kaiju Cast page or if you if we're already connected on Facebook, you can send me a message through there. Basically, I accidentally created a private event for this. And what I once you make a private event, you can't really change it, I guess. So huh. it's actually if you are a local to Portland or the Portland surrounding area, you should definitely come meet up with us because I want to say we have – like 11 people going to this nice. thing. And that's a pretty Sweet. big turnout for Portland Kaiju nerdery. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure some people drop out, but uh, hopefully not. <laughs> me, I mean, it doesn't matter to me because we're not, I'm not paying for everybody's tickets or anything. You still got to buy your own <laughs> way, guys. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's the only thing I have for catastrophic events. And I think it's probably time to close out the show. If you found the KaijuCast through iTunes or some other podcast directory, please point your web browsers to KaijuCast.com if you want to check out everything that we've done in the past, including every episode that is online and the Daikaiju discussion schedule, plus links to all our social media websites, etc. Oh, we also have a commentaries website, which we did not do a commentary this year yet. Uh, I have some ideas. We need to really figure out when we can do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do have some really cool things coming up in the future. So make sure that you have subscribed to the podcast. There's a little subscribe button there on the right hand side. If you have a Apple device, there is a podcast app that you can use to listen to the Kaiju cast. If you have an Android device, you can listen on Stitcher. And I know there are some other options out there. <laughs> I can't remember <laughs> what they are, but we are definitely on Stitcher as well. Thank you guys for being here. Appreciate you coming. Thank Brian, you. always a pleasure. Oh, yeah. Please come back more. I will. I mean, I know Rachel's going to come, right? So yes. You have mm-hmm. a ride. Yes, of course. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> but anyway, uh, it's really good seeing you guys, and I'm really glad we got to watch Troll Hunter. Don't forget our Dykehydra discussion for next month is Reptilian. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Uh, anyway, we got a request from Mike Keller to hear the same track that we heard in the closing credits of Troll Hunter. Once again... Going to test out my uh, my ability to say Norwegian names. That is a band called Kveletak, and the song is called Mjord. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next month. I hope I got that right. You sold it. Hey, you, you nailed it with your confidence. <laughs> <laughs>
we'll see you next month. See you later. <laughs> I it up. We'll see you next month. Oh, that went, played really slow. Uh, can you say that? <laughs> yeah, you're Norwegian, right? Yeah. Let me hear your Never Norwegian. Never learned any of it. Langness. <laughs> That's my maiden name. It's Norwegian. <laughs> All right. Let me hear it again. It's spelled S-E-R-D-E-G-S-E-N-E-R-E. Okay. Ser det senere. Ser det senere. Ser det senere. Ser det senere. I don't know what I'm doing.